Welcome to the show. Welcome to your Thought Life podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. And on this podcast, we help people overcome mindset challenges to fast track personal and professional success. If you haven't already, we do ask that you take a few moments at some point during the day and head over to wherever you listen to us and give us a rating and a review so we can continue to grow the channel. We're in 167 countries, thanks to you. And I'm certain that as people are thinking about which podcast they want to listen to, they look at those reviews to gauge whether or not they can get value from it. So thanks to each of you for those reviews and also for your support of the podcast. Here's how you know if you like yourself. This is our topic for today. And I know as an absolute truth that you guys hear me all the time saying that it is imperative that you spend quiet, quality time getting to know yourself. We're going to take that today to the next level, and we're going to do some assessing to determine if, in fact, we really do like ourselves. And how do you know if that's a fact or not? I want to start off with a bit of a question, and the question is this. Have you ever wondered if you truly like yourself? Give you a moment to think about that. It's more than just a passing thought, for me at least, but rather a journey of self-discovery. There's one clear sign that you really like yourself, and that is how you speak to yourself, how you treat yourself. That whole inner dialogue, which we're going to talk about a little more in just a few moments, is very critical. I want you to consider checking your self-compassion meter. Can you be kind to yourself in the same way that you would to a friend or to a loved one? Then take a glance at your self-image and ask yourself, are you embracing your uniqueness or are you finding fault? with your uniqueness. Then finally, is gratitude a component of your day or is gratitude absent from your day? As a result, you find yourself being very critical of the people, of yourself, of the situations, of the circumstances that are playing out in your life. These are some of the things that we are going to take a much deeper look at in just a moment. Did you know that smiling even when you don't feel like it, can actually improve your mood and increase the feelings of self-liking. That's an absolute fact that comes out of the science books with greater than 40 years of confirmation behind it. The very act of smiling triggers the release of endorphins and serotonin. These neurotransmitters are associated directly with the feeling or the emotion of happiness. Simply by smiling, you can quickly and easily switch out of a negative mindset into a positive mindset to propel you into the future. Let's look at the four characteristics that are really central to determining if, in fact, we actually like ourselves or not. We led in with self-talk. Here's what science has to say about this. Self-talk plays an incredibly pivotal role in shaping our self-perception. Why is that? It's because positive self-talk 
is characterized by affirming and constructive inner dialogue, which has been associated with higher self-esteem and improved mental health. If you're on the other side of the spectrum and you're being incredibly harsh, which we're going to get into that a little more too with yourself, then what you will find is you won't have a high self-esteem. You won't have high self-worth. You will think that you are less than. There's a study, family, that was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And the study showed that the individuals who engaged in self-affirmation reported lower stress levels and a greater sense of well-being simply by embracing a positive self-talk, which involves us consciously challenging negative thoughts and replacing those negative thoughts with affirming statements, contributes directly to a more positive self-image. Guess what? If you have a positive self-image, that's one feather in your cap to suggest that you like yourself. Moving on to self-compassion, Dr. Kristen Neff, a pioneer in the field, defined self-compassion as treating oneself with the same kindness and understanding as one would offer to a friend. We asked you the question early on in our intro, do you do this for you? Do you behave this way for you? Do you have this sort of compassion toward yourself? Unfortunately, I have to report to you that the vast majority of us do not. If you've ever heard the term, I am my worst enemy or I am my worst critic, this is actually a real deal that plays out in the lives of many every single day. Individuals practicing self-compassion, on the other hand, experience lower levels of anxiety and depression. Do you think that you're going to be happy with yourself and you're going to like yourself if you're in a constant state of anxiety and then depression, which is a compounding effect of anxiety? The answer is no. The studies demonstrate that self-compassion was associated with increased life satisfaction and happiness. Want some more happiness? Want a quick turnaround? Start loving on yourself. One more thing while we're there. Embracing self-compassion involves acknowledging one's imperfections with kindness, which also promotes a healthier and more positive self-relationship. The relationship that we have with us is paramount. It's above all other relationships because this specific one, we control or have the ability to control all of the variables. Self-talk, that's us. Self-compassion, that's us. The next one, self-image, is also us. And self-image, just so you know, reveals how we perceive ourselves, which profoundly influences our overall sense of self. How we feel about us as an individual contributing in society, contributing in our family, contributing in our work environments and everywhere else where we have a presence. 
self-perception shapes our behavior and cultivates a positive self-image, which contributes to increased resilience and an improved mental outcome. Your ability to exercise resilience is a set of situations that occur that you don't particularly like, you don't appreciate, they're untimely, they're not fair, and your ability to bounce back from those. Science is saying it's directly tied how you feel about yourself. Research published in the Journal of Personality and Psychology indicated that individuals with a positive self-image are three times more likely to navigate challenges with optimism and perseverance than those that have a negative self-image. Let's go back to our core concept. Optimism, perseverance, those are tied directly to resilience. Resilience is baked in to a positive self-image. The question we asked ourselves early on is, do we love our self-image? Do we like who we are? And that's the question that was posed. In the same way, we also want to know, do we experience and do we practice gratitude on a day-to-day basis? Because according to science, Gratitude is a powerful catalyst for developing a positive self-perception. Again, this is us taking a close look at how we feel about our being, everything, our total composition, and the outlook that we have associated with ourselves. We have an abundance of research that says in so many words that practicing gratitude is linked to increased well-being and life satisfaction. If you are to love yourself, if you are to like yourself, do you think that you're going to need a little bit of well-being? Of course. Do you think you're going to need some life satisfaction? Absolutely. If nothing holds true, this does. We have been taught, whether we wanted to know this or not, that fulfillment comes from the inside, not from the attaining of things, not from the possessions that we can acquire. This is something where we have the internal locus of control to determine what fulfillment really means to us than our pursuit of it. Everything that is external, that we strive for, that society tells us, is important, really isn't important at all. What's important is us encapsulating all of the things that we want to see that are relevant to us feeling good in our lives in such a way that we can see it clearly and experience it with all of the joy, glee, and admiration. And we get there by one of these four vehicles called gratitude. Individuals who maintain a gratitude journal, as an example, they also report higher levels of positive emotion and improved self-esteem. Science also says that expressing gratitude rewires the brain to focus on positive aspects of life, which contribute to a greater degree of optimism. Keep hearing optimism as part of this whole profile that makes us 
more susceptible to liking ourselves. I didn't start that until I was early 40s. All of that time prior to that, the opinions of others, the cares of this life, the things that I was in pursuit of, the comparative modeling that I was doing against me and others that I thought were worthy adversaries, components, comparative entities, all of that stuff colored the way I felt about me. I feel like the beauty in today's talk in really understanding self-talk, how it contributes to you liking you, self-compassion, self-image, and gratitude, they all come together to align and create for us a bit of a roadmap, a playbook, if you will, that gets us a real simple set of priorities for us to go fix. If any of these have resonated with you, let's start work to begin doing whatever is necessary to elevate how we feel in those specific areas, or better said, how we feel about ourselves with respect to those four areas. And I want to just tell you real quick some other challenges to be on the lookout for. I mentioned one already, the comparative trap. That's going to help you not feel like you like yourself. Fear of failure is another one. Difficulty accepting compliments. External validation seeking. Resisting being vulnerable. All of these things can also creep in to your mindset and to your thought life. Kind of post up in a way that makes you think you're less than you actually are, which has a direct correlation to whether or not you really like yourself or not. My hope today is that you were able to glean a couple of nuggets here and there for you to go and take a look at. I'm told by the audience that there's so much value that is being brought by the podcast and there's so many things to go work on, you know, especially with three episodes coming out per week, that is kind of hard. Put yourself together a journal. And as things pop up and you're listening, it doesn't mean you got to go tackle them right then. But as something nudges you, as you get an internal push, as the quiet, still voice speaks to you, however it is you interact with your internals, put those in your journal in a section that you call observations, in a section you may call opportunities. There are not weaknesses. Please don't write that in your journal. Well, that concludes this episode, and we most certainly appreciate your time and your attention. And I want to remind you that you are enough, and you can do it. You are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care and be safe.